This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, got another special guest this week. Uh, like interviewing some of our champions uh, that are out there leading out in the different areas in the country. And uh, for many years, we had journey in the South and West. And I think the furthest East point we had was Memphis. And then comes this guy named Andy Collar from Maine. And uh, so welcome, Andy. Thank you, Brian. Glad to be here. Yeah, I love having you, man. Um, so uh, I love just, you know, sharing the stories of uh, how God works and his fingerprints and all that. And you're yet another story um, of kind of how you found out about us and all that. So I want them to know about that. Um, so and also get an update on what's been going on in the last few years. So uh, so let's uh, let's hear a little of the story. Um, just first of all, how you how you came in, in contact with us. And uh, let's tell a little bit about that story. Brian, I, I have a passion for men's ministry and I had for 22 years. And um, for 17 years, I had I had guys at my house. We didn't do it at the church because I wanted to reach across multiple church denominations. And some of the guys that were coming were really guys that needed to be church, but they weren't there yet. And we would um, we'd pick we'd pick a book of the Bible. We might do that. We might be we might pick a, a like John Eldridge. We might do his book. Um, Andy Stanley. We might do his book. We might do Piper's book. And we did that. That we would start every Monday night with a dinner. They would come for dinner, and then we'd do a study, and then we'd do fellowship and spend a couple hours. The so after 17 years, that had kind of come to an end. It's it run its course and run its time, and I happened to be out in um, in um, Idaho, and in actually in Kansas City, working for a client. And I was having dinner with him, and he said, uh, "Are you in any men's group or any men's ministry right now?" And I go, "Well, interesting that you asked. I'm at a cross point right now." And um, trying to figure out um, which direction I want to go. I've been doing this for a while, and I'm just trying to figure it out. And he says, well, you need to read this book. And he wrote down on a napkin, Journey to the Inner Chamber. He says, really? Where am I going to get this? So well, you order it from this website. I says, okay, I'll do that. So we got back to Maine. I ordered the book. Now, you guys have to understand where Andrew comes from. Andrew comes from a big anti-authority, uh, scared to death, death of cults and stuff like that. I'm not just drinking the Kool-Aid because you say it's good. <laughs> and so apprehensively, I picked the book up. I read through the book. It blew me away. I go, man, this really strikes home to a lot of the things that I've experienced, that I've seen in men. And that I've seen work in men. Huh. Maybe I should check them out some more. And I went back to the website. And I'm looking at them. And, and it goes, uh, well, they're having a national conference in Arkansas. And I'd never been to the South. I've been a Yankee boy. I've been West Coast. 
East Coast, nothing in the middle. Arkansas. All right. And so I get on a plane and I fly to the conference with a sole goal to check this process, prod, uh, whatever it is that they're doing or whatever they call it, I'm going to check it out. And I was really keyed in on the leaders, folks like yourself, mm -hmm. particularly Rocky, Peter, um, Frank, all of the guys that were the key movers and Tom, key movers and shakers uh, in influencers. And I listened to every one of them and everything they said was pretty legit. I like it. It was a, it was really cool because there was a whole lot of guys that had climbed to the top of the ladder in their life and admittedly said, we're on the wrong ladder. And I really liked that. Mm. And there was a guy there, uh, you, Brian, that said, well, look, I've, I've been in a bunch of different men's ministries and they're all programs. You go and you do the program and then what do you do? They're trying to make you a better man, trying to make you a better husband, trying better, trying to make you a better employee. And um, I mean, that's all good stuff. <laughs> we need better men. But what we really need is godly men. We need we need men that can wear Jesus like we're supposed to. And I liked what I was hearing, but I needed to go beyond that. And I wanted to talk to each individual leader one on one. And you've heard me tell this story before, but I hunted everybody down. And it was really cool. Nobody gave me the cold shoulder. They might have wondered, who the heck is this guy up here asking all these questions? Mm -hmm. But I wanted to know if the leaders of influencers were real, were mm -hmm. genuine, and had a solid heart for Jesus. And man, when I got on the plane and flew home, I was convinced that these men were a good group of men to be involved with, that this mm. ministry was truly inspired by the Holy Spirit and being led by godly men. Mm. So I could go and I, I could go all in. I could go all in. I wasn't joining a cult. And um, I went back, I ordered a nine-month material, and I, I just went out and picked 10 guys that I loved and cared for. Um, I had an alcoholic, I had two alcoholics. Um, one didn't want anything to do with God. One of them sort of wanted to, but really wanted to drink more. Um, there were guys that I'd been to church with, guys that I'd um, had in ministry, had been part of the men's ministry that I was in. And those guys, um, they all came along. And we got to the point of uh, total abandonment and absolute trust. And I lost half of them. Mm, mm. We're gone. I can't give <laughs> up my booze. I can't give up my fear. I can't, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that I can't give up. Mm. And they were gone. But I finished with five of them. And it, and it was absolutely powerful. I says, this is good. This, this, this has got some legs. It can go somewhere. Mm. So I went to a local church that I was not a member of. My our our son had was going through addiction recovery at a Calvary Chapel. 
And we were visiting that church for two years to support him while he went through that. It was a 60-mile travel for us each Sunday Mm -hmm. um, to to go up there. But when we got done with that, we needed to find a a new local church. And there was a fellow that, a pastor that I hunted and fished with. And um, I had visited his church five or six times a year. And I went to him and I says, Craig, what is your men's ministry doing? Well, they really didn't have much that was going on. Occasional men's breakfast, but really nothing. And I says, listen, I've, I've discovered this amazing thing called the journey. Could I come in and lead your men? I said, I gave him the lowdown of the flow of it and what it was about, about abiding and self-eating. And he goes, absolutely. <laughs> Which is very different than what you get when you're dealing with most pastors that we've learned. Mm. And I had to go home and think about it. I go, wait a minute. I don't belong to your church. I'm not an elder. Why are you allowing me to do this? And he says, Andy, because I know your love for Jesus. I trust you. Mm. So we started it. We we started in there, um, ran a group. Now you're, you're you know you you're learning on your own through trial and error. But I was paying a lot of attention to what you and Rocky were teaching. Was watching all the videos on the website, um, reading all the material praying about it on how to lead and how to guide. And um, early on caught the importance of the DNA and and why that it worked. And if you just do the process, by default, it works. It's like making bread. This is how you make bread. Don't, don't throw super glue in the bread because the bread won't taste right and it won't come out right. Mm. But if you stay with the ingredients and trust the process, it works. Mm. I was um, so I'm all excited. I'm seeing lives transformed and and I've got uh, wives coming up to me and going, I don't know what you're doing on Wednesday night, but you need to keep doing it because my husband is changing. (laughs) And so one group led to another group. We live in a wonderful place here in Maine where when we do our retreats, um, we can go right into nature. I can take these guys and we overnight in beautiful lodges in the woods with access to lakes and waterfalls and, you know, just amazing places to take men uh, to go to. And a lot of these men, you know, had never done anything like that with other groups of men. They certainly weren't going to journal. Um, they learned that process, loved that process. Um, they begin helping one another. All the things that we see, a guy, guy's cars broke down. They find the money to help guys. Um, and that was that was incredible. And, but I really wanted to expand more. I want, I want to do more. And being a business guy that have his own business, I like putting on my business hat, trying to figure out how to market it, move it. And it's not moving and it's not marketing well. And I really wanted to get into Teen Challenge. I just really wanted I thought, man, if I could get this thing into Teen Challenge, it would just be awesome. And I heard what the guys are doing in California with Teen Challenge. And I wanted to be just like those boys in Bakersfield. And um, I want to grow this overnight. And that took them 20 years to grow. I want to do it in two years. (laughs) And 
and uh, Rocky uh, sat me down and says, no, that's that's the wrong approach. Smart, start small, pray big. And that's what I started to do. And I stopped trying to pursue it. And three years in, I I got approached by Teen Challenge. They came to me and said, hey, can you come up here and do the journey with us? Mm. And that has just been amazing. I've been in, I mean, I was there this morning. I've been in there now for three years. And it's been very cool in the beginning at Teen Challenge. um, They supervised me. They had to have one of their staff to make sure what I was doing, because it's a very controlled environment. By the way, by the way, Andy, I'm sorry to interrupt. Tell people what Teen Challenge is, because I think a lot of people, when you hear the word teen, like me, oh. I thought it was a teenage yeah. drug rehab group or something like that. But explain what Teen Challenge is. Um, teen Challenge started back in the 60s um, with David Wilkinson and The Cross and the Switchblade, that book. And the amazing thing about that book, when I was a young, screwed up teenage kid, I loved that book. I wanted to be like the bad guys. I wanted to be the guys with the knives and the guns and the drugs. And that was my identity. And I loved that book. Fast forward 40 something years. Teen Challenge was created as a rehab center originally for teens, but then transformed into a rehab center for adults. And now they renamed it. It's called Teen and Adult Challenge. Okay. They call it. Okay. The thing why that program works and other Christian programs is what they do is this: applying biblical truth to the root of addictions and afflictions. Mm. Mm. That's how you heal people. Mm. That's how you. Otherwise, you're just treating people. So it's powerful what they're doing uh, to these young men and adults. I mean, they've got guys in their 70 years old and they got guys in their 18 years old. And these guys are, I mean, just like, you know, the worst Bowery bum stories that you can read. I mean, these, Mm. they're a mess. So, well, thank you for, I just wanted people to understand what that was because it's, it's, they're all over the country, you know? And so, and and there's almost like a loose partnership happening between influencers and teen challenge, if you will. It's amazing. um, Yeah. But, Well, the cool thing is is once I was in there for a year and a half, they said that I didn't need to be supervised. They just didn't Mm -hmm. supervise me. And they can't wait for me to come. And those guys love it. I mean, they're doing biblical studies all the time. But the journey is a different perspective from anything that they're doing. And it's like a breath of fresh air to them. They go, wow. And they can't wait for me to get there. So then the next thing that happened is that um, the women are noticing what's going on, just like we've seen. And, well, why can't we do this? Why can't we? Why can't? Why do you just get to do it? And so journey groups started up in this church. And except the women do it differently. It's um, they they take two years to do this because. They want to dissect every piece of it. They want to look up every piece of scriptures that's associated with it. <laughs> Drives me insane. Okay. <laughs> My wife, who would never lead a group that really didn't know about this journey, is now into her fifth journey group. Wow. 
And then I said, we need to lead couples group. We need to, no, we're not going to lead a couples group. You and I will just fight in front of everybody. <laughs> and, and I said, no, we're not going to do that. Just trust me. Let's put this together and let's do it. And I used the, the triangle that you showed me. Uh-huh. You know, got up at the top and Mary at one corner of the triangle and me at the other. And as you grow towards God, you grow closer together. Right. What this has done for our marriage is amazing. Just mm. personally, for our you know, we're like a tag team wrestling match. It's incredible. Wow. And um, we love it. Um, and so that's been amazing. Um, it literally transformed a church. I watched it transform a church. Uh, this church was uh, was 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 in between new pastors. So while this was all going down, there was a pastor search. It got ugly like it can in some churches. And I believe that it was because of the men and the women that went through the journey that developed a bond of abiding and self-feeding that 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 core of about a hundred people stayed together. Mm. Yeah, we lost people on the outside, but that core stayed together and kept that church together. And mm. when the new pastor came in, the first thing we did with, with the new pastor, uh, we, gra we grabbed him, took him on a men's retreat. He's from Florida. I says, you're going ice fishing. And we took him ice fishing. It was like 30 below. I says, if you're going to come be part of these men, you need to show them that you're part of these men. I got him. Um, I got him um, the abiding church. I says you need to read this, and he's all about the journey now, and he's mm -hmm. all about abiding and continuing it forward. Mm -hmm. um, so the so that's that's all the history in how we got. Yeah, and I, I was thinking that I I did interview Lori Reynolds for a podcast a few years ago, and she's the woman's past women's leader at that mm -hmm. church, right? And uh, she still is. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Well, actually, I, I interviewed her and she hadn't even finished her first journey group, but she was already on fire, just yeah. like maybe a third of the way through. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And when I first interviewed, I thought she'd already been through it and I didn't realize she was just new into it, but she was so loved it. So, and, yeah. and, and Lori, really, both of us were self-teachers, you know, mm. so I don't think, you know, it's good to have guide mentoring and everything. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. And I think it depends on the individual. You know, I, I have been in academia and studying most of my life, you know, so it's normal for me to pick up a manual and pick up a book and yeah. read it and look at it and see the, that's natural to me. Lori's, Lori's the same way. Mm -hmm. And your videos help tremendous. So you just, you read, you watch that and it's like a no brainer. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, we didn't, you know, you started, you said about 18, 19. Is that when you kind of got yeah, into the deal? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't have the guide mentoring until 2020. That's when we were in the midst of uh, trying to train people for Zoom groups and, and virtual right. groups. And we thought we need a lot of training because there'll be new people all over the country. And so yeah. that's when that all started. So yeah. uh, now we have guide mentoring on a regular basis. But um, yeah. well, um, so it's starting to spread, you know, as it does organic reproduction, from what I understand from you, I want you to tell us about it. It's spreading beyond Maine or, you know, it's, I mean, one big thing that is kind of happening is the Philippines, which is uh, yeah. because of one of your guys, Dean McCaslin married to a Filipino woman. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about some of those stories on what's happening, how it's God's using it to spread outward from Maine. 
because of Dean and his his connection, his wife from the Philippines, uh, they went and um, they launched a book. You guys helped translate uh, the inner chamber um, to I don't know if it was Tagalog or whatever the na- native language was. It was very difficult for Dean to lead that via Zoom being in the States, <laughs> them in the Philippines. Um, some days they were cl- literally climbing coconut trees to get a cell signal and, <laughs> and hotspot it down to a computer. And wow. it became very difficult. And Dean had to take hands off and say, you've got the book, you've got the translation, you've got somebody that wants to lead it. Uh, it was Dean's brother-in-law who Dean could help on the phone and say, yep, this is what you need to do and allow the Holy Spirit to take it and do it. Um, it started out big, um, but then it dwindled down to about four, but they were solid. And I believe that is going to continue to grow there. And I know Dean and his wife will be going back to the Philippines at some point. Uh, they may be wintering in the Philippines. Okay. And then summering uh, back here in Maine. And when that happens, I think Dean's just going to take that forward full blast. Um, and, I, and I think I think the leader, which is the brother-in-law, you know, yeah. he he spoke English, uh, a little yeah. bit of broken English, but he he knew enough English to read the English manual and yes. lead out of the English manual. Yes. But uh, if God starts really building an interest there, there there will be need to be a translation. Oh, yeah, yeah and, I, and I I think there definitely is a it's definitely going to grow there. Um, pastor Craig, that was the pastor that allowed me to do it uh, at this church down in Virginia. Um, he was leading journey groups in Virginia. I don't know where they're at with that right now. Um, but the biggest focus that we're doing right now is Central Maine. Um, there is a fire that is kindling. There are three, there are four men's leaders, men's ministry leaders in four different churches and four different communities that have the same heart of bringing all men together and getting away with your denomination and my denomination. This is what you do. This is what we do. We all need to be in this together. And they have their own programs uh, that they do, but none of them are discipleship making. Mm. So I've been coming alongside them saying, hey, um, you got this program. You're getting some guys together. We have a discipleship tool here that we would like to share with you. We don't want to take over your ministry. We don't want to replace it. We just want to come alongside you. So a month ago, we went to an event that had 150 men from 10 different churches. And we were able to present the journey. And because of us getting involved in their events, they're getting involved in our events. And it's slow. It's slow. But they are opening up. They're seeing us as the journey guys. They believe that we've got a very good tool. And now it's just going to be timing. I'm hoping this fall, because everything stops, you know, in the summer. Maine, when you only have 90 days of summer. Yeah. um, People don't want to be tied up. Because you've got all those other days, it's winter. 
Three uh, three months of summer and nine months of winter. Is that what you? That's basically (laughs) that's basically what it is. We we haven't even got our summer yet, and it's June twenty what first or something. Um, It's been miserable. It's been wet. It's been in the sixties, and um, so I mean, come September, we're in fall already. Yeah, yeah. And then I've been to Maine one time, and it was end of June. You know, school wasn't out yet, but it went to Booth Bay Harbor and uh, Kenny Bunkport. You know, yeah. it was it was beautiful. It was like fall weather here in yeah, that time right. of year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think when uh, fall comes, this is going to I'm hoping that this will blow wide open. Um, mm-hmm. We do uh, once a month. We do an MC6 event instead of doing M6. We've made it MC6. It's men of, men of Christ at six o'clock. Uh-huh. And we have it on the Kennebec River at my home. And we do, you know, we grill some meat, do some worship and do testimonies. Mm-hmm. Our men's breakfast has exploded as a result of it. So everything that the men do has a journey foundation behind mm-hmm. it. If, mm-hmm. if it's men's breakfast, it's really an outreach tool to get more men involved in the journey. MC6, get mm-hmm. more men involved in the journey. Uh, September, we're going to do our first overnight camping uh, event. And so that is going to be a blast because uh, these guys are going to come down on Friday. We're going to feed them steaks, uh, do some fellowship and some worship. Saturday morning, we're going to do instruction. I'm probably going to do something on abiding and self-feeding because these guys will be from multiple different churches. And then at noon, they're going to do a seven-mile float down a river in kayaks and floatable devices and stuff like that. So we're really blessed to have these natural men attractor type things that mm-hmm. we can do. Um, and then we we continue the MC6 through the winter. Um, in November, um, at the end of November, we did an event um, and it was all hook and bullet stuff. Um, guys brought the things that they'd harvested in the fall in the fall. Mm. So guys brought moose meat and deer meat and ducks and fish. And that was what the, that was what the game supper was about. But again, all with a journey flavor and a journey foundation. So um, I'm excited. I don't know where God's going to take this, um, but I'm not going to drive the train. I'm just going to ride along. And, you know, if I need to help keep it on the tracks, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. Yeah. And you were just a great example of what I've called a champion, you know, and and I I talk about it a lot, you know, is that we've been praying for God to raise up champions and and what a champion is, is just somebody who's has a heart to go deeper with Christ and wants to take other men and or women with him. And uh, just like Rocky in the early, he was a champion in the beginning. How do you Uh, not do that, Brian? (laughs) Well, a champion wouldn't understand that because because <laughs> it's just in you, right? It's like you can't. Yeah, I help, don't. Yeah, you can help yourself. I, I I don't know how you don't do that. Yeah, my heart breaks when I look out across society today. If I look at the men around me, that are just oh, they're like Walking Dead. Some of them, mm. and, or they've got depression, or their focus is just so. I mean, I literally talk to people and I listen to them and like, there is not a biblical nugget in their head and their lives are miserable. And I've got the answer. I've got mm. it right here. Mm. Come do this. Yeah. I And I haven't got a dog in this race. I don't have a dog in this race. 
If you want to live a life of self-destruction or or if you want to live life half full or quarter full, that's on you. Yeah. But it hurts me to watch you do that when you don't need to do it. Mm. Well, and, and Jesus knew we would need, you know, he, we would need other people to help us. Right. And that's why he told yeah. them, go make disciples, go help other people see what I've been teaching you and modeling and the for you. The reward is unbelievable. Mm. When you get yeah. these men that get it, and not everybody is going to be a journey leader, and right. not everybody's going to be a guide, and not everybody's going to be a cold guide, but their lives are going to be touched, their lives are going to be changed, and those guys that do become guides, man, they're just on fire and they just want to keep doing it. You know, yeah. Dean and I can't help to do what we do, and Mikey's coming up. Um, Mike McRae is just loves. Loves, loves, loves the journey. Mm. And uh, Desmond Haskell has been doing Zoom calls. Uh, his group, sir, he's got guys in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, and Maine. And mm. This is a Maine guy that came out of our groups. Mm. Um, these guys just can't help but do it. <laughs> and and I just love it. It's a process. The journey is is the perfect name for this. Because... Unlike these other programs, they get into the end of it and, and they ask me, they go, well, what happens when you get done with the journey? You don't. <laughs> you don't get done with the journey. That's, That's a right. journey. You, you keep going. You go make disciples. And, and so you don't have to invent new material. Rocky doesn't need to write any more books. Mm -hmm. He's got everything that you need to run this ministry. For a hundred years, right now. Mm -hmm. so, right. If they, so if they just do it the way they're supposed to do it, it's, it just takes care of itself. Yeah. Somebody asked me years ago. They said, "So are you guys going to come out with some fresh material? I mean, you know, because it might get kind of old. You know, the same material." And I said, "That's kind of like saying, does the Bible need to be updated? Exactly. Because because all the journey does is point people to God's word. You know, that's all it, it does. does. You know, I mean, um, well, Andy, uh, you guys have a website now, don't you? As well, we do." maininfluencers.org maininfluencers.org okay so if anyone's listening out there and you have any relatives or friends that live in Maine you can Absolutely. get into that website and uh, or reach out to us on the the, the influencers website <laughs> influencers.org and, and I can hook you up with Andy you know if anyone's interested yeah I mean I'm open you call me email me whatever you want however I can help you out however I can help your ministry out let me know uh, I'm in the media business um, the production business so whatever whatever we can do yeah, yeah, and I wanted I wanted to say uh, I remember that summit when you came, and I didn't know I was one of the guys who didn't know you either, and uh, you'll you'll understand this reference, but you remember the old uh, TV show Columbo? Yeah, you know, oh, the yeah. guy going around interviewing people. That was you, you know, kind of like I don't know what's going on here, asking all these questions. You know, I totally remember it. I mean, you did it in a winsome way, but I mean, you were definitely wanting to know some things, you know. <laughs> and, and it was beautiful too, because I mean, God used me. Pete Pete McKenzie had just lost his wife. Yeah, yeah. And I had lost my wife the wow. same way. So here's one of these leaders. And I was able to come alongside this guy mm. and share and, and bond with him. And then we had Tom, you know, Mr. Developer, build, go for, you know, that was part of my headset. I was like that. Yeah. And, and, and Frank and his stories. And I mean, just amazing, wonderful people that are involved all across this ministry. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if you want to get a good snapshot of this ministry, going to a summit is a really pretty good way, actually, because you get all these people from all over the country who are all abiding in Christ and you put them all yeah. together. Talk about a fire starting. I mean, it's like a, the, the presence of the spirit and when I mean, you get it's a vibe about what this ministry is about. So with that said, I, I will make a plug April 4th through 7th. We're having another big summit uh, back in, in this part of the country near Tulsa, but uh, we'll be putting some information on that out. So, but save your dates out there, men. Um, um, we've already got an assembly. Uh, I'm, I'm telling him to, to pay attention because when those tickets are released, there's only X many of them. And uh, you guys are going to grow want to grab what we can. Yeah, that's right. We're expecting at least 400 men on this next one. So uh, maybe we'll bring a couple of cases of lobster and that might, uh, you know, <laughs> grease the skids that all the guys can get in. I don't know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might. Yeah. Hey, we, we take bribes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, and thanks for uh, you. Uh, Andy's been our uh, film guy, our photographer, sound guy at these summits and helped us out with his gifts and talents. So thank you, Andy, for all the help you've done on all that. So oh, thank you, Brian. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. My guest has been Andy Collar up in Maine, Waterville, Maine. And uh, thank you, Andy, for all you're doing up there for us. And uh, God bless you up there. Thank you, brother. I love you, man. Love you too, man. All, All right. right. Well, my name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to sign off saying uh, abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.